in case, just because I really don't want to fuck with this more. Say some shit once you get <sighs> once you get to where you're going. All right, this will be my spot. I'm right here where I sit. This is my spot. You agree, kitty cat? I know you do. Tell the world about your uh, impotence issue lately. My impotence? There is no such thing as my impotence. I am the monad. I know all. I am omnipotent. Oh, I'm so- I was going to say, I'm sorry. I forgot you said omnipotent. God damn. <laughs> anyway. So I'm extremely excited about today's episode because it is a topic that is extremely near and dear to my heart. It's always been very near and dear to my heart. And that is dreams. Okay, so I've always felt this really big connection to dreams, the kind that I couldn't really explain it into words, but I've always felt very close to the experience of dreams. To me, it feels so homey and even bad ones that I hate that that freak me out and make my day fucked up. I still value them and I still enjoy them and I still, I just feel so connected to it. And I've always felt like there is a dream world, a separate reality with its own separate facets. Even when I don't remember the dreams, I know how they make me feel and I feel like I have visited um, this separate space, which I will get into more defining it as we go through this. But to me, the connection, I was trying to think of, explain how I feel about dreams. And I was thinking about... Um, if you have ever loved somebody, not necessarily romantic, it can be, uh, like a friend or a parent or anybody in your life, and you have this, like, deep soul connection to them, but you don't really have anything in common, you don't necessarily have, maybe your conversations are boring, you don't have a lot to talk about, but just when you're around them, you feel like you have this, like, deep soul connection, okay? Even if it's, like, boring outwardly, uh, you understand them on an energetic level. Uh, And that's how I kind of feel about dreams is like, oh my God, this other, cause I think I have always, even since I was like a small child, I've always been really connected to dreams and I've always felt like they were a separate reality. Not that each dream is a different timeline, but just that when you're dreaming, your consciousness is in a separate higher dimensional reality. I didn't have the words for it back then, but that's what it would be now. So yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this. We're going to talk about the different categories that I have come up with in my head of like sources of where your dreams come from and then subcategories and stuff like that. And then talk about the concept of what it would mean if dreams were this uh, alternate reality kind of thing. What do you think about that, David? Right. What are dreams? I love that story you pitched to me before. I still think about it once in a while about just living out your whole life, dying and then... And then being in a whole like a whole new world. Anyways, wait, I don't even remember this. Was I drunk? I don't know. I, I think you wrote it down. You were very excited about it, and it made me. I'm not gonna lie. I was oh, super excited. Gosh. Yeah, that's a project I'm working on. We're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> I guess we can't tell anybody yet. Okay, well, but that's either not way, that's not how I mean it though. When I, I say yeah. it's a separate reality, I don't mean like oh, it's a past life or oh, it's a this, oh, it's a that. I mean like I feel like there is this separate. Like, when you fall asleep, I feel as though your consciousness is no longer a part of your body. It's no longer a part of this three-dimensional world. It is a part of a higher-dimensional world that transcends space and time. And I will get into the reasons why I have plenty of examples and stuff like that. I think, yeah, yeah, because I I I was even showing you that thing earlier. I think there is something unique about our lives that makes us not not process things in parallel with the universe but maybe when you dream you get you kind of get back in touch with what maybe a different reality or maybe whatever it is in the universe that we can think from but it's when we're alive or awake when we're not dreaming is when we're just living our own single our own singlehood 
like our own our own personhood. But it's it's different. When you go back to dreaming, you go back to wherever you come from or something closer oh, so you, to it. Uh, you go back to you, you know you experience that is the an interesting of, thought, David. Yeah, you, I'd never thought of it that yeah, you way. Get, you you kind of get the the you get to like remember yourself, and you also get all these different parallel thoughts, these parallelizations. Of, of thinking, you know, yeah, that you don't yeah. get when you're awake. It's just you. That's, like I said, I do think the monad, I don't want to go Maybe into that. Maybe it is, but like, the dream world is, like, going into the monad. It's it's the monad delving can, into your okay, experiences. The thing I keep thinking about is in Little Demon, there's an episode where the dad basically, so Satan or the devil or whatever, he lost hell. And uh, he was, I'm sure in the next season they're going to talk about why he lost hell, but he was kicked out of hell by the angels. And the angels are like these dickbag, douchebag bro types that are just like bullies in the show. They're just like bullies. And so they kicked him out of hell like a frat bro would fucking bully you, basically. And he's in this, he ends up making his own reality in this, I forget what he calls it. There's a name for it. But basically in this, it's like this portion of reality where there is no time, space, anything. Everything coexists and you can like kind of jump from one place to the next. And like uh, this reality exists within here. And then over here we have this reality. And then sometimes they can intermingle. And sometimes you can like, it's like this. Right. This separate thing where it's like, and that's how I feel about dreams is I feel like it's this separate place where you can really play with things and stuff and like it's doesn't adhere to any laws of time, space, or physics. Right. I I don't really know. I mean, I there's there's all sorts of thoughts. The traditional thinking is it's just your brain being active all over the place and just kind of, you know, creating imagery while doing so and learning things and encoding those memories at night, which we know that happens. But... I don't know. I mean, sometimes it just feels like I'm tapping into an old memory of sorts. Yeah. You know, like, I swear to gosh, I think I was killed by a dinosaur at one point. Okay, we're going to get into that. Don't spoil it. Are you ready to fucking <laughs> play the drums, David? Hit him uh, with always. a Hit him with a drum solo, bitch. into the actual categories and the experiences and stuff like that i wanted to first ask you since you have do you mind if i talk about your recent uh life change with the devil's lettuce yes that's right please do so so you quit smoking weed how long ago two weeks ago i can't i have not been able to sleep for shit or stay asleep it's been frustrating but it's finally gotten around it's finally I'm, i'm right there now yeah but that's Two weeks? That's a long time. That's because I've been a chronic smoker for a really long time. Yeah, and so have you noticed anything different with your dreams? Yeah, I I still didn't dream for a while too too much, but I've just recently begun dreaming. I I wasn't dreaming. I mean, I've read this, that marijuana will stop you from dreaming so much. Yeah, because actually, like, every substance has 
negative effects to it, so it's not that big of a deal. But the thing that marijuana does is it affects your memory. Very much so, so. which I've noticed, and part of the reason I'm quitting, you know, part yeah. of it. Lots of reasons. It's really just to We'll find to get out if you're actually ADHD or if you were just a chronic pothead. <laughs> what if I'm just damaged because I smoked too much for too long? <laughs> well, we'll see. It might change. Yeah, we'll see. But Human brain is quite yeah, plastic. So, t- tell me what, you were telling me about one of your dreams since you quit. Yes. Okay, so I wish I could... I didn't write it down. I don't really remember much of the story, but I do remember the last bit of it. It's so little that I don't know it's that, that it's that entertaining, but I was talking to somebody about my life... I don't remember who it was really. It was like we were at an outdoor gas station. I don't know. We were talking to each other. And then I remember hearing this sound like, Ooh, you know, something, something falling from the sky, just, just getting louder and louder. And I look up and I see it. And he says, Oh, it's probably going to miss you. I was like, Yeah, well, I don't really know if I want it to miss me. And I kind of walked backwards. Whoa. And I just kind of looked, I walked into, in, like, I remember walking backwards while looking up directly at the blue sky, the pale blue sky. And whatever it was, it smacked me in the head and I woke up immediately. It was the weirdest fucking thing. It was yesterday. Oh my god, David, no, because this coincides with some shit that I've seen what? on Dream Talk. What? Okay, so on Dream Talk, there, there, it's like this whole side of TikTok where people talk about dreams. And there's this common theme of people who lucid dream where basically once they realize they're dreaming, whoever the characters are in the dream that are not part of your subconscious, their actual consciousnesses, they get mad if they realize that you know and they will oftentimes try to wake you up or get you out. I did watch the TikTok that you sent me just okay, today, so right? I think I know what you're talking yes. about. Yes! Yeah. That's fucking wild, and I yeah, wonder what? why you wanted it to hit you. I don't know. I guess I was just ready to wake up, or yeah. maybe, yeah. What do you know? So what do you, now what does that imply? What you were just saying, aside from me, what does that imply? Does that imply that they know and they don't like it that we yeah, know? Yeah, so we're. That, that it is a different realm? Like, that it is a okay, different place? Okay, that's what I think what it is. is. It? I do think it's a different realm. I don't know. I, I feel like we should explore it deeper, because at the end, like, we're going to go through the different types of dreams and different experiences that I've noticed. And then at the end, I want to, I do want to explore with you what this realm would entail and stuff like that. Right. What um, would it be? But like, I, I want to go through all the different ones first so that we can have a frame of reference kind of. Because to me, it, it seems as though there are three different sources of dreams. And I think, oh. I think it's like valuable to, ha- to know that there's all these different things that can happen. You're getting me excited about Dude, this Dude, I'm telling you, I love dreams yeah, so much. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people hate hearing about dreams. But first of all, I'm going to say everything very quickly when I give the examples. But it's more about the philosophical nature of why, what are all these different types of dreams and why do they feel like they're from a different source and stuff like that. But before we get into that, I also wanted to say there were a couple, quote, scientific facts about dreams that I wanted to challenge. And one of them I actually did learn when I was in college for psychology the first time. And that one is that it is thought or like... I don't know if they have actual research to back this up or how they could possibly... I think they do because you can put like, you know, you can see people's neurochemistry while they're sleeping. I think they have tested it, but they say that like the vast majority of dreams are when you're coming out of the REM cycle and waking up and they only last like three seconds. Even if they feel like it's an entire lifetime, they only last a couple seconds. Weird. Um, that's but what, I did read that about the last minute thing. Yes. The memory, remembering part. Which is interesting because 
now that I have learned about hypnosis and meditation, I know that you can have full-ass dreams when you're in an in-between state. You're certainly not in a REM state. You're certainly not uh, actually oh. asleep. You're awake. But you, you could be having some dreams that are like translating what they're actually saying. But that are like somehow like encoding it your own way. Actual visions like a dream. Like right. they're actual visions. They seem real. Like a dream. I they think feel you, real. you probably are more lucid, but it, it, it feels like a dream when you're in it. Also, not only that, but I'm going to talk about the, the waiting room experience and when you're falling asleep, a lot of times you start to get the visions and you start to get the, hear the words and you start to like, so you start to dream as you're falling asleep a lot of times, which is interesting when you put it into the fact that supposedly you only go through what the neuroscience recognizes as dreaming for a few seconds when you're waking up when you're coming out of the that's, cycle. That's totally new to me. I've never... So, like, you're saying dreams really could be just short-term bursts of brain activity? Yeah, it's like when you're coming out of the REM cycle, supposedly, is what the like, neuroscientists like That's said. what I read. You, you're more likely... What I read is you, you will enter REM sleep for literally longer and longer as, as you sleep. Like, you will enter the cycle of REM last longer per cycle during the one sleep cycle. So like, and there's that, and that that helps cause the dreams to be more more memorable at the end, because basically your REM cycles are longest towards the end of your sleep. Yeah. So that's that's what they said. Interesting. I actually didn't know. I should know this, and I probably learned it, but I didn't know you went through more than one REM cycle during your sleep. Yeah, every like hour and a half or so. Wow, that's so interesting. Okay. Something like that. God, I can't wait to talk about sleep paralysis because. First of all, there, oh, yes. there's... I only got one story with that. There's really interesting common experiences that I want to talk about, but also I have a personal experience that I haven't really heard other people talk about with sleep paralysis. But anyway, okay, so then the second... I'm sorry, I'm so pumped. The second scientific fact, quotation mark, that I just learned because I was doing a little bit of research for this dream episode. Um, so they say that in a dream, you can only see faces that you've already seen which is absolute fucking bullshit i have so many experiences that like yeah there's that a little. no way i've ever seen this face okay have i fucking seen uh a cat alien no i've never that i know of okay <laughs> and there are faces that i am 112 percent positive that i saw very clearly that i have never seen in my life so I, I feel like I'm calling bullshit on that one. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not I'm not so sure about that. I challenge that myself. I don't agree. So are you ready to hear about the three sources I think there are for dreams that I just came up with in my head via personal experience and the experience? Yes, I'm actually really curious about okay. this. Please so tell me. Enlighten I th- me. I think there's three sources with seven subcategories okay whoa what yes all right so the sources of the dreams i think are divine like a source from a divine source okay okay okay? a subconscious message like a message from from some either from god or from ourselves um so divine would just be like a message from something greater than you right when when i say god like god almost means just whatever yeah so a message from something extra dimensional would be divine in my opinion Okay, so then the subconscious message would be like your subconscious is trying to make you understand how you feel about something. That's the second source. And then the third source, I had a really hard time figuring out what to call it. So I called it consciousness transfer. So that would be like alternate reality when you're connecting okay. Okay. when you're connecting with the consciousness of other people via the dream world. You know, stuff like that. Having three different sources 
does make some sense to me because a lot of times they're they're not they're not about the same thing. They're not. It's like I don't know. It's so random. Maybe that's what it is. The divine inspiration could be they want me to see. They want me to know. The yeah, subconscious yeah, yeah, yeah. is for myself. I'm just truly bringing it up myself. And the yeah. third one is which one again? The... So I called it, I ended up calling it consciousness transfer, which could entail okay. alternate realities, alternate timelines, past lives. It could also entail right. this very common thing I'm going to get into that I have experienced and I've listened to other people's experiences about where your consciousness is interacting with other consciousnesses. Not things that you made up in your head, not part of your own mind. It's like your consciousness is literally interacting with other actual consciousnesses. That is the third one. No, that's that's cool. That's cool. And that's like the deparallelization I was talking about before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that could be that little bit. Yeah. But that's even... That's actually a little different, right? Because deparallelization could be you just like expanding into everything that you always were. No, but what I'm but saying this is it's be, all right. of it, David. It's a separate realm. I think the dream realm is a separate realm where they're like we people don't have to adhere to the laws of whatever dimension they're in. All right. Anyways, that's super cool, and I think you would really love the Sandman based on okay. this. Like, yeah. You have to. Oh, really quick though, I did want to say just as like a disclosure, I fully acknowledge that all of the things I'm about to talk about could come from our subconscious because it is very possible. Like our subconscious does so much, so much that we you don't, don't even, even know. realize. But so it could all come from our subconscious. But like this is just a gut feeling that I've always had my entire life. So when I say these things and what I think they're from and stuff like that, it's just literally, it's just like. um my feeling and i'm i'm acknowledging that it could be incorrect so well remember we could always be incorrect about fucking everything yeah. but philosophy has always been around to discover what we are and what we're growing into and it's never going to go away and i love that we get to talk about this yeah show. yeah and then okay so i think there are seven subcategories from each of the sources of like Seven things that fall into different categories into the three sources I think that I have identified personally. And I had a little bit of a hard time placing some of them, so maybe you could help me with that as well. Are you ready? Fucking ready. For the first subcategory, really boring, reoccurring dreams. So for example, I have a reoccurring dream that I accidentally enter onto a highway and then every time I try to exit, I exit onto another highway because, as you know, I'm terrified of driving oh on highways. And I don't know if this is metaphorical or if my subconscious is just really hammering in the fact that I hate highways. And then I also <laughs> have talked about my reoccurring dream where monsters were trying to get me to be their friends. But now I think that that was probably just spirit friends. I'm not sure. And then you said you had a reoccurring dream about what? About being chased and murdered by a dinosaur. It's happened all my life, off and on. Ever since I was a young five or six year old, you know, as soon as I could dream, I just had this dream where I, I got killed by a dinosaur. It chased me. And so you think... I, I tried. I tried so hard to get away, but eventually it gets me. And, and so do you think that that's like a parallel universe or a past life? Or... I think it's a past life of some... I think okay. it's a memory or maybe, okay. it, like I said, generational memory yeah. does get passed down. So this goes into when I was trying to place this for the source, I was thinking that reoccurring dreams seem like a message from your subconscious, but they could also be divine. They could be a message from the divine as well. And your whole thing about how you think it could be a past life, I mean, would that be a message from the divine or would that still be a message from your subconscious? I I think it... 
It's a little hard to say, right? Because, again, we know from science that information about your past life could be passed as far as 7 to 14 How would we know that when past lives are not scientific? Right. We, uh, that's what I'm saying. We don't yeah. know that. But I'm just saying science has determined and has deduced that, like, trauma to mm. yourselves can pass yeah. for 7 to may up to 14 generations later. Okay. That's... You know, that's what they found. So I don't know. I don't know. But I do feel like somehow it's somehow a past life. And I I think I don't know if it's in our DNA or whatever. Because, right, how would that be? How would the DNA be passed if that if that person got killed by that dinosaur unless they remembered it? How would that work? So that doesn't make sense. I mean, that that go. No, it goes along with epigenetics. It does go along with that. But I mean, like if they got killed by a dinosaur, they didn't pass their they didn't That's get killed trauma. and then have baby. They didn't get killed and then have a baby. So yeah, I'm just I don't saying well, we it can't have gotten past through sperm. Fucking yeah. work. No, we sure don't. So. And somehow it's all connected. Like yeah. I said, we sure don't. But somehow or another, I do keep remembering that. It's the same dream I've had yeah. for so long. So then the second subcategory, psychic dreams. So I've heard other people talk about psychic dreams. And a lot of times when I, you hear people talk about it, it's big things that are warning them of something that is about to happen. For me, I, I do have psychic dreams, but they are so minute, like they don't even fucking matter. Probably the most important one was when I had this dream, or my friend's, my best friend's mom, she was, her face was green, her eyes were bulging out, and she was chasing me and trying to choke me. Mm. And when I woke up, Immediately, I had a text from my best friend saying, my mom wants you to help her quit smoking. And I was like, oh. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, Whoa. And then, uh, again, I had recently had another one of the same mom and the same friend where we were in a house watching my friend's kid. And the mom was, like, being really controlling. And it, and it was like not either of our houses it was a different house mom was being really Mm -hmm. controlling and like just uh whatever and then when i told my friend about it and she was like yeah my mom's trying to get me to buy her house but i wouldn't do it because i knew it would come with strings attached whoa yeah but those two actually were some sort of forewarning even though it was a little one but most of my psychic dreams are like this next one which is uh, i once had a a psychic dream that me and sean were on a walk and he asked me for a cigarette. And I was like, this is weird because Sean almost never, asked, like he so rarely asked me for, he hadn't asked me for cigarettes since we first started dating at that point. So I was like, in my dream, I was like, well, this is weird. Why does he want a cigarette? And then the next day, me and Sean, and we also don't really go on walks that often. Like it, it takes me a lot to get him to go on a walk with me. We've probably done it like four times in our entire marriage. And cause you know, I like going on walks, right? And he, but he doesn't though. And so the next day, he did go on a walk with me, and he did ask me for a cigarette. And I was like, what the fuck? This is so weird. see? Yeah. Yes. But most of my psychic dreams are little, stupid little things like that. And when I usually hear psychic dreams from people, they're usually more important, and they are actually warning you of something. But see, those little stories, you know. And I wonder why, though, you know? Like, why do you think I would have a psychic dream about something irrelevant? It's relevant to you. Somehow. I mean, it's your husband. In this case, you know, it's easily relevant. It doesn't yeah. really matter if it's a big deal. Do you really think that even if you were going to be warned about something, that it necessarily has to be a big deal? 
Yeah. It could just be you're connected to it or, or you're it, like I really close it could, to it. It's an easy sense. I could also, I also thought it could be something to um, wake me up to the fact that there is more to reality than we know. Like maybe during that point mm-hmm. in my life, I was so fixated on the daily uh, mundane what's going on in the world that like somebody was sending me a message to be like, hey man, shit's not always what it seems. Uh, so I came up, like I basically put psychic dreams. I was like, I think those would come from divine, but it is also possible that they could come from the subconscious because our subconsciouses pick up a lot more information than anyone knows. What do you think? Divine or subconscious? I mean, science would say the subconscious for sure. Yeah. But me, myself, I, I think that there we, we are all so connected to something we don't even realize that, again, I think that it's just like being in tune with everything all at once. It's like getting the perspective of the many to yeah. look at our own personal perspective because that's what you and I live. We live just our perspective. Why? Because that's how we create an intelligent program who's able to live and sustain and reproduce and whatever the fuck else and hopefully enjoy if we're created in the image of, of, of those above us that, you know. So I, would you say that for psychic dreams, it depends upon the situation. It could be from the subconscious. It could also be from a divine message. Right. I mean, again, we, we are sensitive to, to the... As we talked about before, our brains have those thin neurons. We are sensitive to the interference. We are sensitive to the signals that are permeating our universe. It could be really either. And if anything, it's both because yeah, it could be it it could be both or it could be one or the other depending on the situation. I think right, exactly. I think we're so we're so lucky, like as a human species currently, to be able to, yeah. Okay, so then the third one I just labeled as alternate reality. So this would be like if if you are visiting a parallel timeline or if you are visiting a different reality. So the main example I have for this one is I used to have reoccurring dreams. I think it was different families, but basically I would be the child of a different family and I would be like, I, you know, I don't like you guys. I want to go to my family. And they'd be like, we are your family. The other one is just a dream. It's not real. And like the one I call the trash family, because in this dream, this was the most scarring one. They were absolute fucking hicks. Like they were like, they lived on like a mound of garbage and they were pieces of shit and they were abusive and they were really bad people. And I would, them I visited multiple times in my dreams. And I would be like, I don't like you guys. I want to go back to my real family. And they'd be like, dude, we're your real family. The other family is not real. We're real. But, the, but they would be mean about it because they were also abusive. They'd be like, you're so fucking dumb. You're crazy. Da, 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 da. We're your real family. See, okay, I, I got to be honest with you. I totally hear you. But I do have this feeling that the people that are above us in that above reality or whatever, yeah. our real family, I think they would understand well no, enough no, 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 to no, not no. shit I don't, on us. I don't think that's an above reality. So it like when I had these dreams, I got the sense that I was visiting other timelines. Oh. I didn't know the, I didn't know the name back then obviously but i got the sense that it was another life at the same or a different time but like a just a different timeline i didn't well that's a weird thing right to yeah. be that's your real family well why why isn't this your so real they family thought, this because life? they wouldn't know they wouldn't have like if they were actually a parallel timeline they would not have known they only know their about my real okay. family that well, i experienced then if that's the case that's fucking weird and yes maybe dreams are fucking crazy so it's transporting yeah. back to those other lives we've had sometimes yeah maybe We're sometimes gonna get i through go more though maybe, maybe i purposely relive that death experience i had from a dinosaur if that's the case yeah because 
I don't know why. Well, that's possible too, but I think that one's probably just you remembering a past life or a parallel timeline. No, because it, okay, in these dreams where I had different families, it wasn't always the same situation. There were different events, different days, different da 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 da. It was like, now I'm going back to this life. That's exactly how it felt. It wasn't like it was reliving the same day over and over, the same time over and over. It was like... You just wanted to go back to... No, I didn't want to go. I'm oh, saying... Oh, you're just like continuing so, that life. Yes. In my dreams, when I go back to this reality... So do you think in that life you were dreaming of this life? Maybe? Um, I think that in the dream I was visiting that timeline and I was remembering this life going... I want to go back and maybe in that timeline if, Weird. If, this, if this was a different timeline maybe in that timeline I was like viewed as like schizophrenic or something and just <laughs> like every few months or every couple years or whatever I would just have a episode where I said that I had a different family and they were like you don't have a different family this has always been your Whoa, family because Katie. it went with the time like it wasn't like I was reliving the same events. That's how it felt to me. Whoa. Yeah, and this was a common experience. I like I visited multiple different families in my dreams, but the one family I remember the most clearly was the trash family because they were abhorrent. That's what I call them, the trash family. Uh, okay, so the other things that I thought about for alternate reality could also fit into the fourth category, which is I called fun with friends. <laughs> and in this category, it is it is a consciousness transferring category as well. Um, but it's basically when in the dream world you are interacting with other consciousnesses, as we say, like other actual consciousnesses, not things from your right. mind. Okay. And so I have heard stories from people who say they like they like reunite people in their dreams. I've heard stories of people who say they meet up in their dreams, at like, and it's like stuff where it's like there's no denying this. And then my personal experiences are the first one that is definitely fun with friends. I one time fell asleep and I immediately, or it might have been while I was meditating uh, in, a, in a deep state of hypnosis, but either way, I went into the, like a dream state and immediately, as soon as I fell into this dream state, my body dropped into this like scene of like hustle and bustle and all these people everywhere. And when I say that I don't believe the thing about not being able to see faces unless right. you've seen them before, it, th this is my main reference. Because I see these people's faces clearly in my head and they're people I've never met in my life. They knew me. They were mad at me. They are like, you're late for work. Like I, I, <laughs> I drop into the scene and they're all rushing around. There's papers flying everywhere. And the, and like it's like we're d we have some goal we're trying to accomplish. I drop into the scene. And, and they're like pissed. They're like, you're you're late for work, dude. And I remember their faces and what they looked like. It was fucking wild. So that was a thing where I think yeah. was fun with friends. And then also, there's something that I've heard referred to as the waiting room, and it sounds the most accurate to me. A lot of people have this experience, but sometimes when you are transitioning between awake and asleep, you enter the waiting room, which is like this this place it does feel like a metaphysical waiting room and you just hear like casual chatter between people everyone's sitting around waiting for something it's almost like they're waiting to enter another place and in my experience sometimes like some of the people are humanoid or humans or whatever and some of the people there are not humans they're completely different entities and and sometimes they don't even speak english they're speaking other languages that i don't know and stuff like that but like you just it's all these 
these uh, persons, whether human or not human persons, sitting around in this like waiting room type thing as if they're waiting to go, their consciousness is waiting to go somewhere else. And you just hear, like you see them all sitting around and you hear casual chit chat like you would in a waiting room. Have you ever had that? I, I, I mean, I've seen Beetlejuice. <laughs> you it's know? Ki- it is kind of <laughs> like Beetlejuice. Yeah. But, but it- I haven't really truly experienced it. But I love the idea of it. And if you have like kind of experienced that semi-frequently or frequently yeah. even, yeah. that's really cool. I mean, you're not the only one. No, it's a, com- lot it's of a people very have common experience. Because yes. yes. I, like, I remember the first time I heard somebody talk about it. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, because when it used to happen to me, I would freak the fuck out. I'd be like... Because I had this feeling that I was in an actual place, and I'd be like, "Where the fuck? where the fuck am I?" And I would freak out. I'd be Is like, this "Purgatory? Or, like where I, am I?" I didn't think I was in an actual place. Now, and somebody explained it as the waiting room, and I was like, "Oh, this makes sense." I just thought that I was crazy, and there were actual beings around me that, that I could only experience in dreams. Which I guess that is the truth of it. But I was like freaking out. I was like, "Oh, I'm more sensitive to the other side, or whatever." When I'm dreaming. And then somebody explained it as a waiting room. And so now my thought of it, I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. So my thought of it now is that sometimes you do purposely go to other places. Your consciousness transfers to other places in your dreams. And the experience of the waiting room is like your consciousness waiting to enter into that other, like to go, to go from literal loading screen. (laughs) No, like, like it's the way I think the waiting room is your consciousness is waiting in this room like filling out paperwork and stuff so that it can transfer from this 3d realm to wherever else you're going filling out paperwork and shit yeah oh my God, yeah basically no. no you know i want to escape but, the bureaucracy and but, red tape but 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 do you get what i'm saying though? yeah i do like that's what the, that's what the experience feels like to me now that somebody explained it as the waiting room and I think I only sometimes am aware when I'm in the waiting room. I think I, you know, it happens more than we remember and stuff. But so those are the ones I call fun with friends. Oh, there's one more for fun with friends. And I thought this one is either alternate reality or fun with friends. I can't decide. But there are times where right before I fall asleep, I get this really deep sense of nostalgia. Like I'm going back to hang out with my friends and then I can't remember the exact dreams but I know that sometimes when I get that I started putting the pieces together that when I get that feeling of nostalgia right before I fall asleep I do have dreams where I'm hanging out with these people I've never met and I love them very much like they're my friends they're um, your friends in that world or are you friend, the, your friends really like you like really... in the dream I don't know if it's an alternate reality right. or if it's just my consciousness transferring to a different dream I don't realm. know I don't know right it could be one or the other what do you think or it could be both honestly I, you know, you know how I th- how I feel. Like, do you think it's an alternate reality, or do you think it's all of our consciousnesses coming together while we're dreaming and meeting up in some separate space? The second one sounds way more correct to me. Really? Way so more. So you don't correct think it's an alternate reality? I, I don't really know because number one, I don't know what the fuck a reality is at this point. I feel like like this, a timeline. I know. Okay. Yes. But is that really different than you know? Yes, because what I'm saying with the consciousness transfer. Okay, so. The consciousness transferring can either be to an alternate reality where it's right. literally a parallel timeline but or, I'm thinking or more a separate timeline, which has happened to me, I think, where my consciousness does transfer to one of my other timelines. I think that's happened in my dreams. And then there's a separate experience where your consciousness transfers just to another part of this reality whatever that may be okay. and hangs out with other consciousness okay okay gotcha 
Gotcha. Straight up alternative timelines or realities or whatever. Or just your consciousness floating around. It of my own consciousness yeah. here in this universe that I am and realm that I am currently familiar with. Yeah. I, I mean, I lean towards the second one more than the first. Yeah. I really do. For the I mean, nostalgia one or for all of them? For, wait, what? For the nostalgia one or for all of them? Uh, I'm saying I lean towards that our consciousness changes, like, like within our own universe towards another experience because we're interacting with other consciousnesses. Yes, so for the ones where you're interacting with other consciousnesses, not the timeline ones. Right. Okay. That seems more accurate to yeah. me. I yeah. mean, I've, I've again said I really do think that we are somehow a unity consciousness that one day I will live the exact same experience you live, but not this me. So wow, it's irrelevant. we need to get into your idea of a unity consciousness someday because I think it's a lot more complex than I realize. But I just put this together in my head and my mind is blown. So I do want to reiterate the waiting room. I already like, do you ever believe something, but you don't poke and prod at it because you just believe it? And then one sure. day, and then one day you realize that you believe it and you're like mind blowing. <laughs> I okay, think so. I always believed since I heard about the waiting room that the waiting room was us literally waiting and like getting things set up so that our consciousness could transfer. But I just thought about the fact that I believe that and was like, "Oh my god, David, I want to talk about it more." Just now? Okay, so do you or get what I'm early? saying? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That you experience it, you experience and your your consciousness is still here in the same realm and universe that we're relatively familiar with mm-hmm. and we can coordinate and talk with and enjoy the experience or whatever maybe not enjoy the experience of other consciousnesses around us that this this is just one facet of ourselves here in this realm yeah so basically if we're putting all of the dream experiences together so i said that uh, okay, let's go into the next one first, and then we'll come back to this. Okay. So the next one, I also don't know if it's an alternate reality or if it's consciousness transferring, although in the dream, they literally said your consciousness transferred here, which is how I got that term. Okay. So I, when I went to Savannah's and stayed with Savannah for the summer after COVID, sorry, when I went to Savannah's and stayed with Savannah for the summer after COVID, I had the intention set in my head like I knew, okay, you're going to go there, you're going to work at your old job. Uh, for three four months and it's gonna be easy you're gonna work part-time and you're gonna like literally like I had it in my head I was like yeah you're gonna do some deep soul searching you're going to get really connected spiritually I knew that's what I was gonna do and I did that Um, and so there was this time where I was in the room the spare room when I was staying with Savannah, which was my room, she always has a spare room for me, but not anymore because she has a stupid baby. Just kidding. I love that baby. Uh, I love that baby. But anyway, so I was in the room and I had just realized my connection to cats because when I, I thought I didn't like cats, David. And the reason I thought whoa. I, yes, the reason you I love your cats so much. I can't even imagine. The reason I thought I didn't like cats is because Sorry, mom and dad. I know you're gonna listen, but I'm getting real fucking blunt, and I'm sorry. But it's just peed everywhere. No, it's okay. It's worse. Oh, so we got two cats when I was like three years old, and those cats, okay, poor people who live in the middle of nowhere. They get cats, and then they can't afford to get their cats fixed. So the cats end up reproducing, and they end up having twenty cats. That was us. Yeah. So we got these cats, and these cats ended up fucking, and. You know, a couple years later, we've got literally, I think at one point we had 22 cats. So these cats are neglected. They are, 
not taken care of. They are feral. They are all these things. They're not yeah. nice and they're not happy and they're it's just like a sad situation Shit. all around. And okay. that's why I thought I didn't like cats because of those cats and like when I think about it now. So when I go to Savannah's, I realize that I love cats. Like I have a deep love and connection to cats because her animals are well there. She doesn't have too many. Although at this point she almost does. Sorry, baby. Love you. But, like, uh, <laughs> she didn't have too many animals. They were well taken care of. She gave them lots of love and support. And her cat had just had kittens. And I met Nyx. And when I saw Nyx, I immediately knew Nyx was my cat. Nyx was my familiar. Nyx was my, my, my rotten soldier, my sweet cheese, my good time boy. I feel you. I know and, this now. I know this cat. She's yeah. fucking wonderful. She's the yeah. bestest. But she's my familiar. Like, we're spirit pals. I, and I, I, I fully believe it. You really are connected. As soon as I saw her, I knew that. And I was like, I'm taking her. And then I realized that I love cats. So, to make a long story come to a close, I realized I love cats at the same time that I learned about star seeds, and I learned about the Sirius star seeds, and I learned that there are cat aliens on Sirius, supposedly, obviously, we're taking this all with a, a, a little tiny grain of salt, and um, or a hefty grain of salt, whichever would mean that you believe it less. And uh, so I did this, I saw this girl on YouTube, and she's like, if you want to know what uh, type of star seed you are, what planet you come from, just basically set the intention before the meditation and then meditate on it and it'll come to you in a vision. I didn't know about hypnosis at this point and that's why I think it didn't work because I didn't know how to do it. So I did this long ass meditation and in my head I'm like, I'm going to be a fucking dolphin. I'm a, I'm a, sen- <laughs> I'm, a sen- I'm a mermaid. No, I was like, yeah, it was either a dolphin or a mermaid. I forget, but I was like, I'm a sentient water being from the planet from the serious star system, okay? Right, that's the wrong and way to start, right? You can't be telling them. So they got, then, you gotta wait for them to tell you. So then I do this meditation and get absolutely nothing. But it was either that night or it was within like three nights. I have this fucking dream that, again, I will remember for the rest of my life. And in this dream, I am on a water planet that has pyramids everywhere. I'm walking with these cat aliens, and they don't look like... Because if you... if if you know about star seeds and you look into this stuff, um, the cat aliens that are depicted often look very sci-fi. Like they they have these long metallic robes and da 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 da, and they look all fancy. Okay, so these cat aliens they were very modern. Okay, like one of them I distinctly remember was wearing like a we would call them wife beaters, but you know what I'm talking about, like those tank tops. So she so this cat alien was wearing a wife beater, and I'm pretty sure it was a pink backpack and some some short and some like literal looked like uh do you remember osiris's the tennis shoes no i do not i don't think we've even heard of that or are they called osiris's i'm about to look this up hold on pause where the, where the fuck were we a second ago <laughs> we're talking about the cat aliens i remember That's right. okay my dream about the cat aliens so these cat aliens they were not weird or fancy in any way they were like i said the one cat alien she she what or they or i don't even know were wearing um, like a wife beater and a brightly colored backpack. I think it was pink or green and and like short shorts and shoes that looked like Osiris's. Another one was just wearing like a hoodie and da da da. So they were very modern, okay? And we were walking along these pyramids. Um, They were like sand pyramids, very cliche. And it wasn't like the Egyptian pyramids. It was just like sand. I don't know if they would be called dunes or what, but it was just like big mounds of sand. And we're all walking along these mounds of sand on this ocean planet where they had like 
most of the planet is ocean and beach basically we're walking along these places and they're explaining all these things to me and we're talking and da 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 like we're having this like deep meaningful philosophical conversation just in general and about the nature of reality and i stop them and i'm like this is so cool this is everything i've ever wanted i wish this was real and they and one of them was like i think there were three of them and one of them was like turn like literally turns because we're like walking and talking okay it's very casual when i say that one of them stops turns around looks at me and goes this is real you transferred your consciousness here and it felt like it wasn't a dream it was very real that's how that's how it felt and this was right after the meditation where i was trying to see what kind of alien i was and transferred your consciousness here According to your dream. Which is how I got the term consciousness transfer. Whoa. For the Explain third story. Explain it again. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. for um, But I don't know if that would be considered an alternate timeline or if it would be... I mean, they called it consciousness transfer. It's so That's hard to say. That's what they said. Say. They it's said my consciousness so transferred. So then to bring it back, David, with, okay. with the waiting room... This is what I've thought about the waiting room, but I didn't know that I thought this until I was explaining it to you. So, for example, if my consciousness did transfer to this planet with these cat aliens so that they could explain things to me that I don't remember what they said, and that's the sad part about it, but I will never forget the way they turned to me and dead-ass serious looked at me and said, this is real. You transferred your consciousness here. They were very serious about that. and But, like... Um, if my consciousness did transfer to the place with these cat aliens, okay, the waiting room in my head, the way I view it is like, so I was not aware in the waiting room, but when I fell asleep, I still went into the waiting room. Okay. I went into this waiting room because this is the place in the dream realm that you go and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to like, you fill out your metaphorical paperwork. You do all whatever you need to do in order to say like, okay, now I'm going to transfer my consciousness to this place, basically. Does that make sense? I mean, so it's yeah, like I think so. the, the idea that there is some sort of order to the metaphysical world. Then we again. We don't I don't just, like the idea that there's bureaucracy in the dream world. There has okay? to be. There has I don't to be bureaucracy. Like it. I don't though, like it. I don't but listen, like it. Listen, listen. The reason we don't like bureaucracy now is because we are not in touch with all of the senses that we have, which means that it is very, very, very easy for people to manipulate us with power unconsciously and consciously. It's very easy for them to do that. In higher realms, they don't adhere to the same laws we have. So it would be very easy to hold people accountable. And ultimately, at the end of the day, like you said, if you believe in a unity consciousness, then people realize that if they're, they're either helping themselves or hurting themselves, as you said. So there has to be some sort. Maybe this is Capricorn, I mean, Katie, but there has to be some sort of structure, law, and order. And in the higher realities, they could hold people accountable to that. So it would be like the waiting room to me feels like, all right, if you want to transfer your consciousness to the serious star system, you're going to have to come <laughs> meet the Galactic Federation, the uh border patrol department okay okay, okay and you're going right. to have to state where Listen. you're going and why so that we can make sure you're safe and everybody right. else is safe so i guess even in a higher order society they still have a society they still have their own 
their own things because there's so many people and consciousnesses you have to have bureaucracy is a necessary part of it you're almost saying it's inevitable to have some bureaucracy you have to have some sort of structure yes so the thing i just realized about the waiting room is like so say my my consciousness did transfer from here to the place with the cat aliens so that i could visit them okay the waiting room to me the way i've always thought about it since i knew that it was a thing and not just me being schizophrenic or psychic is like when you fall asleep you enter into this metaphysical room that's like border patrol kind of and they're like where are you going and why are you gonna you know da 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 and sometimes you wake up during the waiting room and sometimes you wake up when your consciousness is already transferred to the other place that's what i was thinking i'm sorry <laughs> david fucked up we're skipping to the next one i don't even know the waiting room is cool um, i agree <laughs> so the fifth subcategory we have two more is a message from your subconscious or from the divine nobody knows spooky (laughs) so for example i have the spirit hobo that i've talked about where i asked for a message from the divine and i got i was like anything you need to tell me you can tell me in my dreams because i was testing this out and i've done it multiple times since then it works every time and they, but this one I didn't know to be specific and they scared me. They sent me this scary dream of the spirit hobo. Be- well, I call it a spirit hobo, but in the dream it was literal hobo breaking into my house and saying, I'm going to kill you because you didn't lock your doors. And da 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 da. And then and in the dream I was like, oh, this is the third time I've done this. Holy shit. I got to lock my doors. Uh, <laughs> and that I took as my guide being like you need to be more specific about who you're allowing energetically into your life and yeah and then like a couple weeks later i asked for another message but i specifically said listen that fucked me up it really hurt my heart and like not only did it hurt my heart but it made me really freaked out and so like if you have a message for me i would like it but like can you either deliver it in a nice way or can it be a nice message or something like that I remembered that dream, and I remembered explaining it to somebody recording this later, but I remembered the dream where I asked for a less scary message. In my dream, I was actually sleeping in my room, but I wasn't astral projecting. It was a dream, and there was this little little entity that was, like, acting, acting all cute and was like, hey, come here, come here. I have something cool to show you, and I was like, uh, and it was like, yeah, but you got to take that necklace off first. And it was the necklace that I charged on my altar. So I took that to mean it was definitely 112% a dream. I don't think it was an actual entity. It was very cartoonish. And I took it as a metaphor that I am protected kind of, I guess. So yeah. The other ones were just like random stuff that I still hadn't make sense of. Like I told you the one, and if anybody knows more about Maleficent, let me know. But I never watched the movie Maleficent. I never thought about the movie Maleficent. I watched the second one. I don't give a fuck about the movie Maleficent to be real with you or I never did before this, but I asked for a message. As soon as I went into hypnosis, I got a vision of Maleficent. And I was like, what? And then I watched the movie and I still didn't really understand fully what it was. Do you have any idea? I watched the second one. I mean, it's her like basically trying to defend her race and growing into herself well, I know and realizing that. The, she's the protector. I know that, and I think there is something to be said about the fact that she was, like, viewed as evil, but, um, and it was the Angelina... And she still chose to it be was good. The, it was the Angelina Jolie Maleficent. Yeah, yeah. And so I think part of it was the fact that she was viewed as evil, but 
at the end of the day, she was the true love. Yeah, she still chose to be real and loving, and and she sacrificed. And it shows and her part in it and how she was hurt. Now I'm understanding it. I didn't understand it, but now I get it. Okay. Well, I got it right now. Boom. I just got it. Okay. The white horse was the other thing where I asked for a message. And it was fucking creepy. I'm not going to lie to you. Because a lot of times in these messages, my brain does morph things to where they look weird. This horse was a little morphed. And he was just walking around in the distance, not really paying attention. And then once I start to pay attention, because like I said, the one thing I learned with hypnosis and, and meditation is that sometimes you think you're not doing it. But if you if you can learn to look at what's going on in the background from the corner of your eye and not like really focus on it or put your attention on it, but just kind of pay attention to what's going on in the background. You'll start to realize there is stuff going on that you weren't even aware of. I asked for a message and I realized that there was something going on as soon as I went into hypnosis. And then when I noticed him, he put his head up and he looked at me very, very clearly and dramatically. And then I got a little freaked out and I did some research and I think I found out who that white horse was associated with, but I'm not going to go into it. You really should. <laughs> I want to know. I'll tell you, but I'm going to cut this part out. This leads us into the part that's going to freak me out. So I hope you plan on being here until at least 11 p.m. You nope. have to stay here for two hours after. I can do that. Okay. We're just hanging out. Oh, God, this is such a hard one. This is such a hard one. What is it? What is it? What is it? Sixth category is sleep paralysis. Oh, Lord. All right. You, it sounds like you've got a lot more here. I've only got one story, and it's not that scary. It's just weird. But Okay, so I'll, I'll start off by saying this, is that sleep paralysis is a common experience. Yes. And most people claim that they experience. So what sleep paralysis is in science terms is you wake up in the middle of a REM cycle and because you're woken up in the middle of a REM cycle, you can't move. So your body, um, your body creates this hormone when you go to sleep. It's specifically designed to prevent you from moving around unnecessarily it, too much of sleep. Specifically in the REM cycle. I forget what it's called, but yes, yeah, specifically in the REM cycle. Because yeah. if you wake up and you're not in the REM cycle, you can move. But if you wake up and you're in the REM cycle, you can't move. A common experience of the sleep paralysis, waking up in the middle of your REM cycle where you can't move is that people do feel like there is another presence. They call it a sleep paralysis demon. A lot of people report being um, essayed by this. Essayed? Yes, sexually assaulted. Oh, jeez. Yes. I've never heard of that. I had, okay, so I know somebody personally who has a very vivid memory of being essayed by a what we would call a sleep paralysis demon. Felt it, everything. Even the next day, woke up, had physical markings. I one time felt like... Oh, please, for the love of Lucifer, protect me as I say this because it is terrifying. I almost got essayed by a sleep paralysis demon. Somehow I got it off of me, but it like lifted my fucking legs up and I fought and I went back down. And this happened like 10 times. Oh, Finally, it went away. 10 times? A lot. It felt like a lot because I was in like sleep roughly, paralysis. Roughly, roughly. It happened it was, more than it, once. It was a multiple. Lot. What the okay, fuck? Okay, so the sleep paralysis demon is a common experience. So people often report, and I don't think it's like a demon or a demon or whatever. It is a demon. It's a non-human spirit. Who knows what it is? But people, the main point of that is that people often report feeling a separate presence with them that is not part of them, okay? And they report bad things sometimes. My separate experience that I haven't heard is that every time 
I find myself in a situation where I am free. Not recently, because I think I learned how to cope with it. Because I... Again, yeah. But I have experienced it a couple times lately, and I do think that I can get myself out of it. But what used to happen was I would think, I would realize I was in sleep paralysis, and I would... I. It really did feel like this separate realm in between realms, and I always did feel another presence. I always, always felt another very specific, very dark presence. Um, this happened probably like five times. And what would happen every time was I would, quotation mark, wake myself up. I would get up. I would go to turn the light on because in my head, I do think there is something to the fact that certain things can't be present in light I think and I've heard other people say reasons why they think that is but I have always felt like certain things can't be present in the light and that's why people are afraid of the dark because certain things can't be present in the light but in these states I would always go to turn the light on and as I would put my hand through the light it would um, whoosh through it okay then I would jump back into my body I would um, try to force myself awake I, I would think I was awake. I would go to turn the light on. I w my hand would go through the light. And I would jump back in. I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm not, I'm not awake. And I would jump back into my body. So I was astral projecting, which I didn't realize until later that I was astral projecting. Not by choice. I would never astral project on purpose. And my dad always tries to get me to astral project. And I'm like, fuck you, I'm not doing Scared. it. Scared. Yeah. Right, so you're leaving your body alone. Maybe I actually projected my sleep, and that's part of the waiting room. Who fucking knows? Maybe. But, like, maybe that is what you're conscious I, I don't know if everybody knows what astral projection really is. Okay, so astral projection is basically when your consciousness leaves your body. And I guess that Your body would, is vulnerable I guess during that, that period. I guess some people say it is. The D&D &D spells and D&D &D lore kind of indicate, yes, you're leaving your body completely open. Your soul is elsewhere. Your body So maybe there. that's part of the waiting room, though. It's like... Like, if you have to go to the waiting room, maybe it's, like, to make ensure... Yeah. Your soul could be going there while your body's Safety of your back. body and safety of other people's bodies while you're... While you're in a way, it kind of makes sense, right? Because uh, as, as a human being that we currently experience, right? We have safety things and precautions in place. Simple yeah. stuff. May yeah. not be perfect, but we try. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so... Same thing. What was your sleep paralysis experience? Was it anything like this? No, it was honestly boring in comparison to this. I just, I, I had actual sleep paralysis happen the only time I really remember when I was in like... Oh, fuck, I just remembered another one. Oh, should, continue. You should say it first, honestly, because mine is, mine is like... It's no, not, say yours and then I'll say it. it all right, it's not that interesting. I was in 10th, 10th, I was in 11th or 10th grade and I was really tired. I slept like two hours the night before and I was in class or rather I was at my, I was, I had a tech teacher but I had the same class, or I had the same teacher for two separate classes in a row. Well, that day he had us going to the uh, to the auditorium to listen to fast food and how that's fake and stuff. I don't know. Either way, I fell asleep during during the class because I was dead tired. I stayed up and only got two hours of sleep. And when I woke up in the middle of the second, like it was that we had to go see the same auditorium speaker, so I was bored as shit. I fell asleep and I woke up and like I said, it's not that interesting, but I literally was unable to move my body and my, my yeah. neck was like leaning all yep. the way back behind the fucking yep. chair. It was so embarrassing. I was awake. I was conscious. Um, I was thinking and I could not move for like 10 minutes. It was fucking freaky. 
Okay. It was freaky and scary. I couldn't move my head. Yes. I was awake, but yes. I was stuck. Yes. So I have two things to say about that. First of all, when you're in a trance state, you always feel like your emotions are way more dramatic than they are. Like this is a common thing in hypnosis, but it's always common in any trance state, which is half asleep, it's meditation, it's hypnosis, whatever it is. So if you felt like your head was all the way back, your head was probably like slightly back like this and you felt like it was all the way back because in trance states, there's time and space distortion. So maybe, but I'm pretty sure my head was legitimately, it was like short chairs. I was like, okay, let me tell you something, David. Every time I go into hypnosis, I feel like I'm going like this, swaying really dramatically back and forth. So you're barely moving. I'm bare. I'm not moving. All right. All right. I hear you. That's, I'll take, the, um, I can't know. I'm not there They anymore. call it kinesthetic distortion and then time auditory it's distortions of time and space happen when you're in a trance state um the other thing is yes that is sleep paralysis it is the freakiest fucking thing when you can't move and that is why it's i scary that's what i think pushed me into astro projecting is right, um, you, were, you couldn't move because you i scared. couldn't move so i'm like trying to force myself the fucking move and eventually my consciousness just separates from my body and goes to turn the light on and goes oh you're not in your body what the fuck but like now i think the fact that i I couldn't move, I think forced me to um, push out of my body. But I feel like now when, when it happens, it does happen once in a while. And when it happens, I feel like first, I don't know how it's like instinctual. I feel like I know how to make my physical body move instead of my spirit body. Like I grapple with it. I'm like, yeah, we're going to fucking move the fit physical body not no no spirit body chill we're not gonna move the spirit body we're gonna move the physical body (laughs) until i finally get it to move so i feel like i do that now and then it it's easier it's less scary it is still freaking you always this is the number one thing reported and i felt it you always feel one very specific presence i don't know what the fuck that is david the fuck do you think it is one very specific presence that everybody feels when they've got going through sleep paralysis and it's dark and it's scary and sometimes it fucking essays them like i'm just gonna compare it to my own little nonsensical that one did you feel presence i don't think so no i thought it, it really felt like just just plain old i had chemicals in my body that are designed to prevent you from moving while you're sleeping too much and it okay. totally stopped me from moving. Yeah. I didn't feel a negative. Like I said, I was I was surrounded by at least 40 people, you know, in the middle of an auditorium, just knocked the fuck out and unable to move my body for at least, I'm not exaggerating, a minimum of five minutes, but at least probably more than 10 minutes. Fe- I could it not fe- move. It feels like a fucking day. Yeah, it felt, it, was, it was so scary. When you're it was in that like, state, yeah. I felt embarrassed. Awful. I was awake. I was aware that I couldn't move my body. All I wanted yep. to do was lift my head. I kept yep. trying. Yep. Yep. And yep. to have that, it's like to try to move your body and be unable to. No, I As know. you just said, I, clearly you know, it's <laughs> fucking scary. It is yeah. a loss of control that you can't do anything about. Yeah. All I could do was like try. It is awful. It's so not good. It's so not good. It's, it's uncomfortable. Awful. Yeah, to not, say the least. It's not good. So, if I were going to ask you what source of the three categories of sources that you think that sleep paralysis comes from. Divine, consciousness, tran- or like consciousness transfer, like alternate reality, or um, subconscious message. Hey, subconscious is supposed to be second there. 
You you messed up the order. You can't be messing with me like okay, that. Okay, well, there's three. Okay. That's right. First so, is divine, second is subconscious, okay, and third, third is, is alternate reality consciousness, alternate transfer, whatever. All right. Which source Which for, Which source would you think paralysis? that sleep paralysis would fall under? I mean, I tend to think more towards the scientific view here, where it's more just like, okay, it's just but, a chemical thing to keep Okay, us. but hold on. First of all, factoring in the very common experience of a dark presence, factoring in the very common experience okay. of, of being affected, and factoring my personal experience of astral projecting in order to uh, get out and ha- and also still having the presence there, would you put it under divine? Would you put it under uh, consciousness transfer? Or would you put it under subconscious? I mean... It's like a malevolent fucking entity fucking with me at that point. I don't know if it even falls like under any of those three per se. It's just like it's someone doing bad things, like you just said. It's 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 someone doing something against my will. It's a clearly way too common story, and I I have heard this from more than just you and your friend. You're not the fr- you know, especially women seem to suffer from it more than men. Yeah. I don't know why that is. You know. I don't know. How can I? I don't want to. If I said it was a divine thing, right? What the fuck good well, is okay, that? Well, okay. So let, like, let's not say divine. Let's say prime, um, a higher dimensional. Okay. Okay. Well then, higher that, higher dimensional, alternate reality, or subconscious. Higher dimensional makes the most sense there because yeah. they have the most power over you. And alternate reality doesn't make sense because why would you do that to yourself? Or why would they do that transfer. to you? Right, consciousness. So, yeah. That's what I mean. Um, I think it's both. I think it is of higher dimensional and consciousness transferring. I think that in sleep paralysis, you're coming to... I'm trying to think of how to explain it. But you're coming to this point because for me at least in sleep paralysis, even though my eyes weren't open, I was still in the same room. Were you in the same room? Yeah, I was. I knew open? where I was. Were your eyes open? They did open. Yeah, I could. Okay. I can open my eyes. My I can pay eyes attention. I can look. are closed, but I see the room perfectly. I okay. am one hundred and twelve percent astral projecting. There is no, and I don't want to be. Okay, I don't like it. It's very freaky. I don't want to do it ever again. But it's like you are in this space, but you're also in the in between space, and there's also something else there influencing it. So it is consciousness transfer. It is meeting in it's this. divine and beto- consciousness transfer? I think it's both. Yeah. I think it is part of an in-between space between the dream realm and, and the reality we perceive okay. as our waking reality. In reality, our reality is probably something between there anyways. So that makes some sense to yeah. me. Just well, like, I mean, what is reality? They're all reality. Yeah, it's this a, it's is reality. The higher reality is every- reality. The in-between reality is reality. They're all reality They're all and realities. we're existing in all of them. Exactly. They're all realities and maybe we're... Exactly. Yeah. At different levels, we Monad experience says- different things. He approves. He approves. <laughs> um, last one is a subconscious message. And I wanted to include something very boring off after the sleep paralysis one because sleep paralysis is something that gets everyone's uh, panties in a bunch. Uh, Apparently. Usually. Well, not like that, David, you freak. <laughs> is that how you were thinking of it? No, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> that's my fault. I'm a piece of shit. Listen. 
at work the other day, my coworker, I was eavesdropping on two coworkers, and one of them said the ma- the magic eight, something about the eight ball. Oh yeah. And I took it as Coke. <laughs> And so I answered as Coke, and then they looked at me like I was a fucking crazy person. No, I was person. talking about a magic eight ball, not a magic eight ball. They were talking about an eight ball like the children's toy, not the drug. Anyway, yeah, my brain goes to dark places. Anyway, so I decided to put the the most boring one as the seventh one. Or not most boring, but like the least mystical. So a subconscious message. Now, the best example I can think of this, and this feels very real and potent to me in the time, I, I find that subconscious messages, what I, I define as subconscious messages, are often, it is your subconscious being like, hey, you dumb bitch, this is how you feel, don't forget it. So for me, the recurring subconscious message, but it's always different. It's not the same exact dream. It's different, but it's a similar situation, is anytime me and Sean have some sort of like, problem or i'm not working enough on the relationship or he's not working on the enough on the relationship and like it's weighing on me i have a dream that either i dump him or he dumps me and it is in the dream i end up freaking out no matter if i dump him or he dumps me (laughs) i end up acting like a child and i'm like no i'll die without you and i freak the fuck out like basically like i throw a fit like a child and I think it's a subconscious message to be like, bitch, just be an adult. You don't actually want this, you know? I don't think it's from the divine. I don't think it's from my higher self. I think it's from my subconscious mind specifically being like, uh, this is how you feel. And I, the same thing does happen with my, it, for me, it's always relationships. Probably because I don't have feelings in the real world. Like in this, in this reality that I know, in this waking reality, it's not that I don't have feelings. I just don't care that much about them. So I think, like, when it comes to other people, anyway, like, people aren't a huge priority for me. So I think my subconscious has to step in and be like, don't be a cunt. Because I often also have dreams about my friends. Uh, If I haven't talked to them in a long time, there'll be something where they're, like, like sad. Or, like, if I did something that pissed them off, I'll, like, it'll be, like, um, they're mad at me. And it's always distorted and it's not the same exact situation and da 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 da. But basically my subconscious is just like telling me what I'm refusing to think about in my waking life. Does that happen with you? I mean, yeah. It's it's I think the subconscious is a way is a literally a way of talking to yourself about the truth, whether you want to or not. You know? Our consciousness is not privy to everything our subconscious is which is everything that we experience yeah thank god for that too i'll say that too but yeah you know yeah yeah it's a way of talking to yourself it's a way of being real with yourself and honest with yourself so do you think that this is could have divine influence as well i do we could be I mean, like, uh, the sleep paralysis part? No, this is the seventh category. No, we're done with sleep paralysis, David. We're off of it. (laughs) The subconscious message. Your your subconscious delivering you. Basically, uh, so to me, a subconscious message is like, you're refusing to think about this in your waking life, or you're not thinking about it in your waking life, but it's important. So here it is. Well, yeah, and that's what I was just saying earlier a second ago. So, yeah. Absolutely. It's a way of talking to yourself. So do you think there could be a divine influence or do you think it's all from us? 
Is there a difference? I think that there's no need for there to be a divine influence. There's I think n- there could be, but there's no need right. for that. Right. I think that if there is a divine influence, it's because it determined that it really would be beneficial to step in here. Because again, I think that is a, it is a little bit intrinsically rude to step in when we could be learning it ourselves. We could do it ourselves. It is okay. for us to learn. Yeah. It's for us. But maybe sometimes you just don't want to see someone walk off the cliff because they don't need to. That's yours. They don't need to learn that way. They, they've already... They've already learned a lot of that stuff. They don't need to suffer. Maybe you could let them bypass it this time. But you still have to be careful about even making the, that decision for somebody because it isn't their decision. Interesting. You know. All right. Yeah. Okay. I like how you brought it back from however many episodes ago, like at least fucking five at this point. <laughs> I don't know. No, it, but. It all runs this together. This weed is really, like quitting weed might be helping your memory, David. Maybe so. I mean, I, we do need Why to do we keep doing out. that? We should look up the significance of 140 something because, and this one is 140, almost seven at this point. Maybe they were all 147. <laughs> should we look that up? We should. Damn. Anyway, so closing. To close. So I, I said this, but I, I want to reiterate on it a little bit, that I do feel like there is an entire separate realm. Do you see do you see why I wanted to go through the different types and experiences at this point? Yeah, it okay. was fun. So, and, and, no, but yeah, it's like it explains to you right. the vastly different things. And there's, I don't know if I made everything as clear as I wanted it to be. In the end, it's almost impossible to really make other people see it the way you truly do. But I think we've done a good job. Yeah, I think do you you've think, done a good do job. Do you think you get what I'm saying? Though? Yes, I do. Okay. I, I do. So like this separate world, okay? It's like the way that I look at it is there's all these different higher dimensional realities. And these all there's all these different 3D realities. And then there's this dream reality that exists in between and all around where anybody can do anything and interact with any of them. And maybe there's a waiting room in which you have to fill out papers. It's where we have access to our limitless power if we realize it. Well, it... Yeah, or it's like... It's where you separate from whatever the physical laws are of your body and whatever... This version of whatever, Katie. This Katie. No, this it's David. Like, it's like whatever dimension you're in, whatever the physical laws of that dimension is, this dream world is, is where you separate your con- right. your consciousness separates from the laws of that dimension yeah. and can interact with the other dimensions the other consciousnesses the other timelines does that make sense yeah no that's that's what i was trying what to say what do you think yeah no that's it's, it's it's literally it's literally where you can access the rest of your intellect or or unity consciousness or whatever else it is that we expand into Versus just this self that you were born into and then learned how to live so that you could like live a successful life. You know, everything we learn is about keeping ourselves alive, ultimately. Mm. Yeah. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it has to be because life requires it. Life is greedy. But in that, in that, when you go to sleep, you go to this other place where you're in touch with the other part of yourself or selves, whatever. Yeah, I think so. I hope to have many more dreams now that I'm off weed. Yes, you should really start asking to remember them. Okay, I truly, this is very effective because I remember dreams when I'm supposed to, but I don't always when I want to or I don't always think about it. But if I want to, what I did for a while, and I remembered my dreams for a month straight, every single night, clearly remembered my dreams, wrote them down in a book and everything, and this is how I did it. 
The first night, I had the intention. I went to bed. I said, I'm going to remember my dreams. It's going to be something meaningful or something like that. Um, and when I woke up, I refused to open my eyes, okay? So I remembered, like, the tail end of the dream. And I sat there, and I set the intention. I thought, I'm not opening my eyes until I remember this dream. And what felt like 10 minutes but was probably 30 seconds, I did remember the entire dream oh. and immediately wrote it down. So, and I did that every single night until it got to the point where my dreams were automatically remembered. That is cool. Then when I quit doing it, I quit remembering, unless it was important. Well, shit. Yeah. Get back to it. Nah. I think <laughs> if it's important, it's important. If it's an experience, it's an experience. It'll come to me or it won't. Who cares? All right. But, all right. But well, that you, was an interesting experience that you had to yeah. like be able to do that. If you want to remember, you can. You all just right, got to have right. enough willpower. I wonder if there's a real reason to remember everything. It probably isn't. Sometimes, if you want an experience. Sometimes, but not every time. If you want I doubt the, it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't, exactly. I don't care to remember every night. You know? Only when your subconscious but, is telling you. Or the divine is yeah. also telling you. I think, it could be, <laughs> I think it could be interesting if you're not used to remembering to remember every night for a well, month. Sure. You know what yeah, I mean? for a whole month. Yeah. Shit, it's weird to remember we any dreams at all We could go through my now. dream journal where I wrote everything down someday. I rambled a lot. Do you have any thoughts about my ramblings? Be honest, be vulnerable, be open. Okay, look, seriously, most of what you said, I kind of agree with. Like, it's not it's not hard or that far-fetched to, okay. to believe. You know, I still don't know, really, no one knows what the dream realm is. But I love, I love the idea of having three different, like, sources for it. I love that... We could tap into different places. It could be a subconscious. It could be someone else showing us something. Or it could be just us, you know, experiencing others in our own... Basically experiencing our own unity conscious. Yeah. yeah, so it's like our own personal conscious, the unity conscious, or, you know... To be clear, I don't believe there's only three sources. I just believe those are the three that I've personally identified. Like I think this is the realm that I that I have recently believed is is um, true reality. But you know what, David? I'm just putting this together. Maybe I think that the the I always say that the true reality is is utter chaos. Right. All the realms right. exist together. Right. There is no one right or wrong. Maybe that's because the dream reality is one of my favorite realities where I often visit. Maybe that the dream reality is the reality of utter chaos where all the realms exist together. Maybe I, it and is. And I don't think there's three sources. I think I personally, in the reality that I am in right now, that I feel like I remember the most, I personally have identified three sources. But there's probably an infinite number. No, I mean, I understand. Like, even, even if you suggest, which is... It is so hard to find out the real answer, right? Like, even if the real answer becomes so obvious to the people in the future, that's because they're being fed that information. Coming up with the information is what's challenging. Coming up with those, even guessing three sources for it is an interesting thing. It takes uniqueness and creativity. I don't know exactly, but I do definitely believe that we are just somehow coming in touch with something else we're already in touch with but don't remember, don't realize. Yeah. I really think it's the deparallelization of ourselves, ultimately, if I was to say. And from there, it D, can be what anything. It, okay, what is deparallelization? Deparallelization. Like, when you and I are alive, you and I today, right here, right now, we experienced life as a baby, and ever since, just that, just that, just to, just to represent ourselves 
in the universe around us. But like when we go to sleep, we might be able to return to that that other reality, that other just be in touch with where everything, everything else. can exist. Yes, yes, that's what I connected. think. Okay, yes. deparallelization yes. is the way to yes. fucking say it. Yes. See, you're the smarts, and I'm the the concept, <laughs> which is conceptual. Everything is is what they put people who are into complex topics but they're too stupid to do the real things you know like there's like conceptual <laughs> physics like hey, you're right exactly exactly that's me i'm i'm conceptual everything and you're the yeah. actual the actual <laughs> course i'm just another person who also loves the same stuff and can help you with with because two brains is better than one okay and that's the way to get the bloody job done damn right yeah i don't know i miss you i'm sorry i'm not your neighbor anymore it's okay Say something cool so you can play the drums. I am the monad. Is that cool? <laughs> no, it really wasn't. Wow. <laughs> My arms went up in the air and everything. I hated that. 